0: Mr. Plough, that's my name, that name again is Mr. Plough. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day.
1: What a day! What a fabulous day!
0: It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed
1: innuendo.
0: Featuring Parker...
2: If at first you don't succeed, keep on
1: sucking till you do
0: succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider.
2: The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Got my mojo working.
0: Got my mojo wing. Got my mojo working. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Oops. to another episode of Real Deal, No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as is Parker, also including Alex, and we just saw Cold Pursuit. You know, it has Liam Neeson in it, and that man has been in so much. He was a hero in Schindler's List, he was great in Rob Roy, he was the only likable part of episode one, and he was also in Taken and uh, Batman Begins. I don't think there's any way that you could remove him from his ultimate star power, one of the greatest movie stars in history, and everyone loves him.
2: Yeah, um, I've had
3: some, you know, sailor issues, haven't been able to look at the news recently, but everything seems pretty cool. You know, we're uh, really running out of actors that have 100% approval ratings like Liam Neeson does, but thankfully we still can hang on to him.
0: Yeah, Hashtag he's still cool One of the good cool, ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he has some thoughts about who qualifies yeah. as a
2: good one. Must have been weird to star in this movie with so many you know, racist jokes and ideas, but you know... Being an actor is about stretching yourself, you know, going beyond your limits, and going out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. and tackling the issues such as race, and revenge, and murder of people of different races.
0: And well, Indians and... at a ski resort. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Alright, uh, before we get into the movie, Parker, do you have any news? Chris, I have w- one thing to say to you. Oh no. Yes.
2: Permission to come aboard. Because, buddy... <laughs> It's time for an Aquaman spinoff. Do you remember The Trench? (laughs) Yeah, you do. So not only are we getting an Aquaman sequel, a full-fledged Aquaman 2, but also a spinoff about the trench monsters. Why, you ask? China. Always. (laughs) Always China. That means that DC cannot figure out Superman, or Batman, or The Flash, or The Green Lantern, but Aquaman is now the linchpin of their billion-dollar IP. <laughs>
0: I am NOT a freaky fish guy! <laughs> God, we need to start a war with that country. Okay, uh... Oh, hold
3: on, hold on, I got some more news for us, actually. Oh, no! I'd love to hear some news. I'm a little bit surprised that Parker missed this one. Oh, so, uh... I don't know if you guys have heard, but uh, Hulu has picked up uh, four adult-themed Marvel animated shows. Oh, Oh, don't worry. (laughs) I saw it. The four shows are MODOK, Hitmonkey, Tiger and Dazzler, and a Howard the Duck cartoon produced by Kevin Smith. Oh, Oh, I didn't hear that last part. Holy shit. Oh
1: Oh my god. And because
3: it's Marvel, we're going to have a crossover event called The Offenders. Four adult-themed cartoons from Marvel coming to surely will be very good not bad. I my stomach and doubled
2: over when he said Kevin <laughs> Buddy. <Butting. laughs> I think he did, too. Just well, for here's the thing. Is. To give you a little background, so I take the news more seriously than you would think, but I read the, the phrase, Kingsman prequel, and then I just shut down for the week. I could not handle it <laughs> anymore. That's that. fair. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking up, it's, The world's a terrible place. Movies, while great, were also a mistake. And we should not be watching them every week.
0: Yeah. Alright. <laughs> here's one last thing. It's
2: not really news, but Alex, you and I were talking about Steven Soderbergh last night and how we wish he worked more and how he's a fucking incredible director. So World War Z2 got canceled, which I didn't know existed. But then I learned, like, oh, yeah, they waited years for David Fincher to be like, yeah, sure, I'll make this, like, huge budget giant movie and the Paramount just went actually no we're good thanks (laughs) who the fuck cancels a David Fincher movie with Brad Pitt (laughs) Brad Pitt's been waiting literal years for this to happen they're just like "Uh, these Mission Impossible's are going to be kind of expensive no thank you (laughs) so that's cool just depriving the world of a Fincher movie that's fine movies are a mistake friends what did you watch this week
0: Uh, Alright, I guess I'll go first here I I don't know if I have too much to say about some of these And some of these actually have some pretty interesting things For me to talk about First I watched I can't believe I did this I watched Grease uh, Which I've never seen all the way through before Uh, Yeah, tell me about it, Stud uh, Let me tell you (laughs) It's like 10% of this is stuff that actually works Stalker Channing, Best part of the Movie Uh, The music is not good uh, and the biggest problem with this movie is the movie thinks it's too clever so it'll have like a decently funny line and then it'll have someone react to it for like a beat too long You're like oh well it's not funny anymore uh, for example there's a line towards the beginning that's like if you can't be an athlete be an athletic supporter okay that's kind of funny um Not when the person who says it was like, oh, I think I said something silly and, like, reacts to what they said. This movie is nowhere near as good as people make it out to be. I don't understand why people are passionate about this. I guess I can understand people from, like, the 1950s being passionate about it because it's all just a nostalgia trip for that. But I I don't really understand what the point is. Stalker Channing is pretty good. Everyone else is mediocre at best. They didn't try to hide, um, what's-her-name's, uh, accent. Uh, Olivia Newton-John's or Australian accent They just said, yeah, she's from Sydney, deal with it uh, You can't stop looking at John Travolta's big-ass face And all the jokes have a it's reaction trouble, at attached to it So it kind of ruins <laughs> it um, And actually, it is kind of nice to hear him not do the Gaudi accent Which I think might be his real voice Is, is that what inspired this recent John Travolta binge?
3: Was there a list of John Travolta movies that just had Gotti on it, and you had to check the rest off? <laughs> no, he just happened. Tell to be me there. more.
2: Tell me more
0: about all five boroughs coming. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, I watched a movie called The Tin Drum. Are either of you familiar with this?
2: I can't think of anything no. racist enough. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet.
0: Okay. So The Tin oh, Drum stars oh, a a little. This is going to be really hard to explain. He's like. 11 12 years old when he made this movie but he looks oh like no. he's three years old he has like one of those like conditions or whatever so he kind of looks like one of those Tim Burton nightmare babies and uh, he he plays a tin drum during World War two or something like that but and he never ages right he decides early on he's never gonna age so he throws himself down the stairs uh, so that he'll I never be bro now <laughs> Parker Parker I'm gonna need you to help me out on this next one okay all right Parker, okay, we got this. Parker, you know I'm sensitive to pedophilia. Oh no!
3: Actually, <laughs> it's a phemophilia.
0: And yeah. right. well, well, the you said he's like five thousand years old, right? So it's fine. But yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: it's totally cool to watch that.
0: Kid. So I looked it up beforehand, and uh, this movie apparently uh-huh. was boycotted by a number of uh, Christian parents because they claimed that had child pornography in it. And I was like. Oh, jeez.
2: I guess I'll watch it anyways, just to make
0: sure. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta finish the list. (laughs) Fifteen lists, Alex. So I put it on. How close are you on any
2: of those lists, by
0: the way? Does it matter? Oh, let's see, I have 900
2: movies left to watch. Let me just go ahead and knock out the pedophilia ones.
0: (laughs) So, as it turns out, there is no child pornography in this. They were all worked up over nothing. What a relief. One star. (laughs) But... There's something that might actually be somehow worse. The the kid does engage in what appears to be Coitus with a woman who I think was nineteen. Uh, it's really difficult to tell, and that almost makes it worse. So uh, Is this it's, like
3: the Vern Troyer sex tape?
0: I wouldn't know, I haven't seen that one. But uh That's just for Parker. I Is that our next week's episode? Yes. Oh my gosh. I already assigned
2: you no Malone Gamer. Oh right, yeah. You anyway, the
0: I'll just move on to the next one. I watched a movie called Okay, I don't have much funny to say about this, it'll be like five seconds. Watch a movie called All That Jazz. It has uh Oh no. What? It's fine. It has Roy Scheider in it. Oh, yeah.
2: What's he been in recently?
0: I, I don't know. Is he dead? Didn't he die? I think he's dead. He, yeah. And I would be Press shocked if peace. he wasn't dead. That dude I was like I bet he died a years. year after All That Jazz came out, which is a shame because All That Jazz is a really good movie. It's, uh, he got nominated for an Oscar for it, and, uh, there's not much to say about it because I'm not really as big into musicals as I thought I was, but, uh. Uh, decent movie. Um, didn't really knock my socks off, but, uh, I'd, I'd recommend it. Next up, I watched a horror anthology, because, you know, someone on the show has to do it every once in a while. And, uh, this one's a good Bloody. three hours long, and it's all in Your Japanese. Is... It's called, uh, Kaiden. And it's actually really good. Uh, so, Parker, this one's specifically for you. You should watch it, even though it's three hours long and in
2: Japanese. You? You know it's on several lists. Please, yeah. I'll, I'll Don't I it. know? <laughs> it's on a hard drive. It'll it'll happen eventually. Thirteen three hours lists is a lot to be to exact.
0: Ask. And then uh, I watched the most astonishing movie I've seen in I think three or four years. I watched "They Shall Not Grow Old." I oh, god! I wanted to see it it's so bad. So fucking it. good. I, I audibly gasped twice in theaters. Uh, it's I have not there's a reason they gave this to Peter Jackson it's not the fact that he actually owns World War One artillery which is kind of cool in itself but oh my goodness Parker make the time to see this Okay, your yeah, jaw I'll, I'll really absolutely to. it is I, phenomenal you are n- I understand you're probably not as into like historical battles and stuff like that like we might be but in terms of filmmaking yeah. this is an artistic miracle not a triumph a miracle yeah it's
2: not that i'm not into this it said i went to public school in texas so well I mean, that right. the th-
3: the thing is like <laughs> you work with what you're given right as far as like being a documentary this is like extremely so what it tells you almost nothing but it doesn't matter because it's all about the fucking footage the footage I, is
2: i had no idea it was still in theaters until i went to see cold pursuit yesterday so i absolutely probably made time changes for it. the game in every I, single way Alex I did not think it'd be playing at my fucking local cinema but it was and that
0: was real bad. Now Alex, did you get the uh, 30 minute making of at the end? I did not, you but missed out. I
3: might have to You have to
0: see it It is. That's the second time that I guess Some of the pictures that you see in there You're like, oh, it's nice they were able to put it in color And make it look better and everything, that's nice Some of the footage that they have from fucking 1914 Or whatever, was too dark to use Or too light to use I have no idea how you correct that stuff They found a way to do it I I did not think that was possible In our lifetimes And they found a way to do it The way that they colored the grass Is incredible. I would highly, highly recommend it. And it's also worth saying, just with Peter Jackson, I think, owns every single thing from World War I. Uh, So, yeah, super highly recommend it. Very easily the best movie I've seen all year. It's really not close. This is going to be something that I'm going to think about for a long time. Uh, On the contrary, I also watched the 2018 version of Suspiria, which is a good movie, Parker. Don't let your roommates get about it. It's a good movie, but I have to admit, I kind of prefer the original still. I think the original doesn't give away the twist in the first third of the movie. Uh, <laughs> well,
2: it's not really a twist in this movie. Yeah, I have
0: to admit, they're just like, yeah, they're just going to be witches. So you're just going yeah, to have to Yeah, there's absolutely
2: bed. witches. Get over it, nerds. So, oh, man, I know this isn't really a movie much. that
0: I should uh, compare it to, but I can't help it. I still prefer, as far as witch movies go, The Witch. I, I think that movie oh, is I mean, a lot better, and I know they're very, very different, and this one's obviously a lot gorier and bloodier and everything, but... Both movies are very, very good at making witches scary, because for, for the longest time, my only experience with witches was Hocus Pocus, you know, and <laughs> they're not scary in that. So, uh, in this movie, yeah, they did a good job, everyone's trying really hard, Tilda Swinton is a joy, I'll admit that, and here's the, the most important thing to take away from Suspiria, I think we can all agree, ballet is stupid and worthless, and if you do it, you should be arrested. Correct. Anyway, I also watched the 1979 It It's
2: movie. fun watching the, the original Suspiria. Like, okay, that's how that ends. And then getting to the third act of Neil and going, oh, yeah! all
0: right. It's, well, it's, we took a little bit of a different
2: direction. That's, that's, a, that's a bit
0: intense. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of heads exploding. That's fine. So A little different. <laughs> okay, I also watched a 1979 movie called Being There. That stars Peter Sellers, who, with a hat on, looks identical to Michael Cohen. It is, like, uncanny. So <laughs> <laughs> The it,
3: sexual pit bull himself.
0: Now, here's the thing: he actually he plays essentially a retarded man child in this. Same uh, present. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's you know I don't even know if that's correct. Everyone keeps describing him that way. It's more like he's an automaton. He he's barely human in this. He the only thing he knows is what he's learned off television. And you think, oh, you can learn a lot from television. Yeah, depending on what you watch. He, he doesn't even watch that much television, so he he barely knows anything at all. The basic thrust of this movie is: What if Mr. Bean were considered a genius? Pass. Wouldn't it be funny? I'm good, thanks. Wouldn't yeah. it be wacky? I'll take your word for it. Here's the thing: a lot of. This I really movie... love that
3: they remade this as Young Sheldon, though.
0: <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> no, no, young Sheldon's a little kid. Peter Sellers since an i Anyway, uh, this thanks. this movie actually works on number <laughs> spots. Here's here's the best part. All right. So. Uh, everyone keeps misinterpreting the asinine things that the main character says as like words of wisdom. He's talking about guarding and people are like, yeah, those are great words for the economy. And it's like, no, no, he's talking about planting trees. And he gets to be incredibly famous, he gets to go on TV, he gets to meet the president, and it's like, everyone's like, yeah, this genius advisor to the president. And the one uh, uh, woman in there, who happens to be black, uh, raised him up, apparently, and, and says he's got nothing but rice pudding between his ears. Apparently, that's all you need to succeed in America. All you need to do is be a white man. Oh,
3: I that, mean, uh, she's, did she look uh, into the camera? No. <laughs> <laughs> bazinkin
0: <laughs> it was I thought it was really weird how the movie just slowed down and then someone said a slow down voice got em.
3: <laughs> and then she did the Jim Halpert face and they showed Charlottesville footage now, here's the thing yes. well, I, I
0: actually <laughs> here's the thing I actually think the movie for the most part works and then the ending happens and I'm gonna spoil the ending because uh, oh. what
1: but I
2: was
0: gonna watch it. Yeah,
3: sure. Sorry. Anyway, we're about uh, to spoil a movie that a lot of people are going to watch yeah, <laughs> or want to no, watch. after we them. talk about it? So. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
0: uh, you were not going to watch Being There. Uh, the ending involves two things. Uh, one is I, I think a very good line. He says, "Being alive is a state of mind." That's a. I think that's a good line. I do not know if the movie has earned that line. And here's the one that's. I don't even think this is good. I just think this is weird. It ends with him literally walking on water. I I don't understand uh, what they're trying to tell me with this, and I do not think that character has earned walking on water status. But uh, are you
3: suggesting that this movie called Jesus retarded?
2: <laughs> and then no, Mister Bean washed that. their feet. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah,
0: that was the first thing I assigned you back in the day. Oh boy! I, I still haven't forgiven you. All yeah, right, that's, I can tell. <laughs> Alex, go ahead. What did you watch? All right,
3: I don't have a lot here. I only watched a couple things, and one of them is going to be a joint venture with Parker because oh, sometimes sure is. sometimes you see a movie and you just got to tell somebody about it immediately. But the only other thing I watched, we'll get to that, is uh, I watched a movie from 2011 called Haywire, which oh, God, yes. I knew going in that it was a Gina Carano action movie that Jan- that Channing Tatum was involved with. What I didn't realize was that it was a Steven Soderbergh spy caper that is fucking incredible. It's real fucking good. So this movie's, like, barely 90 minutes long, and might be the best spy movie I've ever seen. All of the action is, like, phenomenally choreographed. Um, one thing I did want to bring up about this movie is that uh, one of the things that I love about Steven Soderbergh so much is there's maybe nobody in Hollywood that understands how to use star power better than him. I mean, if you just look at what he did with, like, think something like the Oceans movies, um... But, uh, with this movie, because it's a spy movie, it's topsy-turvy, you never know who's on what side, but everyone in it is famous, and it's, like, clearly done for effects, it's a lot of famous people that are in, like, three scenes, so you never know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy, you can't just point to the famous guy and be like, oh, he's gotta be more involved, because fucking everybody in this movie is a somebody. And it really enhances the viewing experience. Also, I'm pretty sure uh, Ewan McGregor got voice coaching from H. Don Benjamin for this movie, because he sounds just (laughs) fucking like him. Last thing about this movie before I move on. um, So, a lot of people don't like Gina Carano's performance in this movie, because she's very, like, wooden and stilted, because she's not an actress, Not only do I think that it enhances the performance of, like, her being, like, the no-nonsense contract operative, but I think it's absolutely integral to this movie working that she does all her own stunts. And I'm not sure that anybody else that was working in Hollywood in 2011, aside from maybe Michelle Rodriguez, could have gotten the shit kicked out of them to this level and still sold it as a movie. So I think she's actually fantastic in this. Yeah, her fight scenes are fucking incredible. They're so fucking good. The fight scene she has with Fastbender in the hotel is one of, like, the ten best fight scenes I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, we were talking about this at, like, 5 a.m., and I almost just dropped what I was doing and watched it again. Because
3: I haven't seen it in years, but I remember loving it. It's got one of those, like, uh, like during all of the running about, like, uh, spy scenes and stuff, um, it's got one of those, like, extremely seventy spy show scores that's, like, one different instrument away from being a porno score. And the score just drops out completely whenever there's fighting going on and then picks back up as she's, like, running around and, like, being eavesdropped on and stuff. It is just... it's such a well-made movie. And I said this to Parker last night, but I think Soderbergh's my favorite working director right now. Like, everything he does is at least interesting. I just... I can't get enough of his movies. I am probably going to be seeing High Flying Bird this week for that reason. Because if his name's attached, I'm just in.
2: Yeah, that kept popping up on my letterbox. like, what is this? I follow a bunch of nerds. Who's watching this basketball movie?
3: And then I was like,
2: oh, because
3: yeah. Soderbergh. I
2: guess I'm watching this now.
3: Yeah. The other thing I watched this week is a movie <laughs> called Manverse. Oh,
2: my God.
3: <laughs> now, Chris, I'm not saying this is a found footage Bigfoot movie. Because it's so much more. So Manverse... Um, Parker, if you want to intro who the guy in this movie is, because you know more than I do about him. Okay, if you are all fans,
2: anyone here is a fan of Silicon Valley, it is the main character is Russ Hanneman, which is a billionaire Silicon Valley investor who makes his grand entrance into the show by rolling into the scene to, in an orange convertible with suicide doors blaring lit Biscuit. That is who he is, and watching this movie, it's all I can see and hear. So it's already <laughs> like two full stars higher, because he just that performance is what he does in that show, but just up to eleven and it's fantastic.
0: I love this guy so much. So um, the premise I, of this hang movie on, hang on, hang okay. can I give some breaking news? Yeah, go ahead. Apparently the Jared Leto Joker movie has reportedly been cancelled.
3: Thank you, basically Wait. Which one? <laughs>
2: no,
0: there's only one like there's for Jared Leto, I think. Moment
3: of silence
0: for the
3: damaged god himself.
0: <laughs> I'll put in some hallelujah <laughs> after that.
3: So, Manverse, the premise is basically, this guy is like, he's one of those, you know, Bear grills type people that goes out in the woods and survives for X amount of time and records it and they make a show. He makes a show out of it with his brother and some other people. And they're like about to get their big break. So it's like a really big deal that this trip goes well. He goes out in the woods, it's played straight for a little bit, and then stuff starts happening. He wakes up in the middle of the night because he hears this loud crash. He doesn't know what happened. And then someone or something starts fucking with his stuff. And honestly, like, despite the fact that we just basically made the lead guy out to be a meme, he's really captivating in this movie as a guy who, like, he talks to the camera, like, at, like, his brother, who's the producer and editor. He's like, something's fucking going on in here. I don't like this. And then has to put on his showman face in order to do this show for all these scenes. And the back and forth is really good.
2: Yeah, he has a ton of charisma. He is fantastic in this role. To like, sell you this said role? Himself, yeah. He's so much better than this movie deserves. Nine times out of ten, if you watched a movie with this plot on Netflix, you were not getting this performance. He is fantastic.
3: So, you know, you see he's doing all this survival stuff, like he makes traps to catch some rabbits. Um he plays chess against himself. He does like all of these little things. And then weird shit starts happening because he hangs a rabbit from a tree and someone takes the rabbit down. And then somebody raids all his traps. And then he goes back to his camp and somebody stole his sat phone. And then somebody messed with his chessboard and made a chess move against what he was doing. And he's like, alright, somebody's out here fucking with me. This is weird. This is really weird. And this is the point where the movie has the choice between just keeping keeping things really subtle or just leaning into it. And boy howdy does it go with the latter. <laughs>
2: Because we're still at the point where I turned to, while I was watching it with her, and I was like, "If it ends up being one of his friends dressed as Bigfoot because they want to scare him to get real footage, I will never forgive Alex for telling me to watch this." Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember if this was the one or if it was the other one. Our good friend Repick watched, where he said yeah. the ending is baffling and you need to watch it. So I was getting nervous.
3: <laughs> I'll be honest. So. This is a rare movie where a guy's in the woods, and Parker would agree with me on this, that we would have been disappointed if we saw Sasquatch.
1: Oh, absolutely.
3: Because. Alright, so I'll just cut to it. Uh, He starts, um, like, things start getting more and more scary. He starts hearing noises. He moves his camp and sets up a bunch of cameras, like the cameras all get pushed down so he can't get any footage on whatever like bothered him while he was sleeping. He runs around in the woods, realizes somebody's made a human-sized trap of all the the, <laughs> the rabbit traps he was making before, sprints, like, miles and miles back to, like, his base camp where his brother and other, like, workers are at, finds his brother strung up by his legs from a tree. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> and then we see it. This... Big dumb CGI alien that's fucking with them. That makes sonic blasts out of his chest that launches him out into the fucking ocean.
2: <laughs> Riffik described it
3: as, "I loved it when the alien yeeted him into the water." <laughs> <laughs> so he he throws the alien down the well and has nice time. He thinks the alien's dead so he runs away he, um, he runs even further back there was this guy that took them out in the woods he finds this guy's cabin goes in like can't find the guy anywhere, no trace of the guy turns on the guy's TV and it's at this point we find out that there's an emergency broadcast that aliens have taken over the earth and destroyed all the major cities <laughs> the <so> guy <laughs> the cool. guy shows back up at his like little trailer in the woods with a gun he goes man what the fuck are you doing in my boat He's like, no, dude, come on, we gotta get out of here. The alien, left for dead earlier, comes back, murders the guy, and then our hero kills the alien with the boat motor and says, checkmate, fade to black.
2: (laughs) Fade to black, fade to hundreds of ships coming down from the sky, and then credits roll. (laughs) It's incredible. This movie plays it straight, and it's like, surprise, it's actually a C-tier Predator (laughs) ripoff. Because when you see the other people in his crew just skinned alive, you're like, Oh we're just doing it. Yeah. It was I feel bad that we spoiled it because it was a magical experience. But let's be honest,
1: no one was going to see it without hearing that. (laughs) We did what had to be done.
3: It was so good. Unbelievable. It was so For every
2: hundred awful Netflix movies that show up, you'll just find something like that that turns your whole day around
3: every single time i i was just sitting there like they're not really gonna do this are they and then like 30 seconds later they did it and i was just like hooting and hollering like a child the first reveal the cj looks worse the first time you see him
2: like the first reveal of what it is is the worst it looks in the entire movie <laughs> it's so fucking cool
0: <laughs>
3: oh god movies are good sometimes Sometimes Parker, what did you watch?
2: Movies are good sometimes, and sometimes movies are great. But before I get to it, I had to do a little bait good from last week, and boys, someone sat down and listened to the Krasencast Cast episode one. Oh yes. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing: I've spent years working in logistics, you know, just pumping hours and hours and hours of podcasts into my ears this is one of the worst i've ever heard in my life (laughs) like i've listened to hours of just like two people sitting at someone's kitchen table talking about shitty horror movies and they have i mean more charisma better sounding audio they don't both sound exactly the same as they make the same awful trump jokes this show okay let me just (laughs) i wrote down some quotes directly because paraphrasing would not do them justice So they both, like I mentioned last week, they're both twins, so they sound exactly the same. So they're indistinguishable any time they tell a story. So I'll say Krasnstein1 says, he's shopping at a grocery store in Florida, and he's confronted by someone that says, oh, you're that Trump hater from Twitter. So this is definitely real. No. (laughs) I'm the American truth teller from Twitter. How many illegal immigrants have you taken into your home? None. The man smirked at him. How about you? How many homeless American veterans have you taken in? And the man left without saying a word.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's in the first five
2: minutes of the the episode. After that, we get this long interview that's just unbearable to listen to. And then we start a segment with, again, direct quote here. This next segment is a segment where we want to have fun. We want to combine humor with facts and have a good time. It's called Unhinged Attacks, and the intro bumper is just someone doing the worst Trump impression you've ever heard in your fucking life. But there's one just incredible quote. Like, this is a 45-minute podcast. This happens 40 minutes in, and I swear to God it stopped me dead in my tracks. Like, I froze in place, rewound it, made sure I heard it, rewound it again, wrote it down word for word. So I'll give you the build to it, and then I'll give you the direct quote and I just want to hear your genuine reaction here. Okay. So the final segment is them giving deep thoughts. Oh yes. Krasenstein A gives one that says, It is the fear of differences which builds walls, while open minds build bridges. The other one responds, That's a good one, but I can actually trump that. Trump it? Don't use that word. I can actually Obama that one. Cool.
0: Parker, serious question. <laughs> I'll just let y'all sit there with that for a minute. Parker, Parker, serious question. Orange man yes. good or orange man bad? Orange man very bad.
2: Impeach orange man. That quote is honestly the worst thing I've
3: ever heard in my fucking life. Like, Parker, it's... I too have a serious question for you. Oh, no. What's the worst part of being a Krasenstein? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Um, There's
2: a whole segment that's just them talking shit about someone who was mean to them on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, was it Ned
3: Krasenstein?
2: (laughs) Ned
0: Krasenstein was my favorite account to follow.
3: (laughs) Orange man bad. Why Charlie hate? (laughs) Because Trump is a bastard man. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let's talk movies real quick, folks. All right. I'll just...
2: I'll hit a couple here, because I watched a lot, and I don't have a lot to say about most of them. So, y'all have both talked about this before, but boy, Train to Busan is an incredible zombie movie, huh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> just... Yeah, that's, a, that's a good movie.
2: Like, the setting alone, knowing that you just have to keep pushing forward, you can't hide anywhere, you can't hide out in a mall or anything, you have to move forward, you cannot stop moving, or you will die. Just fucking... It's such a simple concept and yet we cannot figure it out here us dumb fat idiot Americans in our inferior cinema we did it's called
3: Under Siege 2
2: correct thank you (laughs) speaking of superior American cinema so I was going through Letterboxd and Letterboxd didn't think I'd seen Robocop I was like you know what I might as well rewatch it just to make sure you know RoboCop's so fucking good. Like, <laughs> I know what you're thinking, which is our wonderful memory of Netflix Party Watch. Dumb where ass. every single time <laughs> Red Redformer was on screen, one of us just said dumbass for two hours. <laughs> RoboCop is fucking incredible. I, between Total Recall last week and RoboCop this week, I'm in a wonderful place. It doesn't matter what we assign each other. Everything's great. Everything is beautiful. Paul Verhoeven should make more movies. But he doesn't, and that's the world we live in. everything's garbage. Just keep watching Robocop. Now, Alex, I learned last night you've not seen Torque. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about Torque very badly. So, the lead character looks, and I'm not exaggerating, exactly like Billy Ray Cyrus. It is uncanny. Oh my god. Give me one second. I forgot to write down the fucking soundtrack to this movie. Let me just pop open this note I took here. Okay. I'll talk more about the movie, but let me just run this by you. Someday by Nickelback, Jane's Addiction, Kid Rock, Stank, N.E.R.D., Monster Magnet, M.X.P.X., Pennywise, and Static X. Just so you know what we're working with here, in this Fast and Furious movie, that's only about racing bikes, because cars are lame. (laughs) (laughs) The main villain is played by Vince from The Fast and the Furious. (laughs) He's just in both franchises (laughs) with the worst skull that you've ever seen on a human being. There's no polite way to say this. He looks like retarded Paul Walker. Like, it's... (laughs) I'm trying to be a better person, but that's what he looks like. There's... so One of the main bad guys is the leader of a black biker gang. And by biker gang, I mean like riced up speed bikes played by Ice Cube Yes. there is a giant fight at a Monster Magnet concert in a biker bar <laughs> the movie is essentially a 90 minute project badass movie that Mac from Always Sunny would make <laughs> it's, I have to is, see this <laughs> there's a bike chase on top of a moving train oh yes 2003 Dane Cook just appears for a scene and they just let him riff it's just unfiltered pure at his peak Dane Cook in the Spiker movie. The fade of uh, I don't want to spoil anything now that no you haven't seen it. I'll just say the movie ends they ride off into the sunset. He goes, let's ride. They drive off and you hear,
1: someday,
2: somehow. And that's how the movie ends. <laughs> so, all All right,
3: I'm, I might five watch stars. this as soon as we're done. <laughs> I'm
2: not saying this could be an episode, but I could talk about torque for about three hours. Because <laughs> every single decision made is the wrong decision. But also, the best of... I've not laughed this consistently at a movie in a long time. Like, full on... Just belly laughs every five minutes. It is a masterpiece. The director says it's supposed to be a parody, but I'm assuming it's more of a Tommy Wiseau thing. I'm like, actually, you're supposed to be laughing. Because, (laughs) man, it
0: is.
2: (sighs) Look, if there's nothing out, if we're not doing Happy Death Day to you, I vote Tork because I want to watch it again. You know what? Fuck it. That's good. Nothing's going to top that experience. Okay. Let's <laughs> talk about Cold Pursuit.
0: Okay, so for Cold Pursuit, the, the age-old question has been, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Let's change that around. Would you rather fight one Charlie Kirk-sized Ben Shapiro or a hundred Ben <laughs> Shapiro-sized Charlie Kirks? Uh, this movie goes for the former. <laughs> <laughs> the age-old question <laughs> The age-old question That's <laughs> I'm sorry uh, The main bad guy definitely looks like a Charlie Kirk-sized Ben Shapiro And almost has the voice to match Except it's like this really gravelly sort of Nasally whine, you know
2: it sounds like Ben Shapiro, like trying to sound like an adult on the phone. <laughs> yeah, and he is Bobby. Bly. I know. Hey, I'll put my dad Bly. on. Uh, hello, uh, it's me, Ben's father. He can absolutely go see this R-rated movie with his friends.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh man! Uh, so we should also talk about Liam Neeson. He is uh, the star of this in a way. He plays a snowplow driver. That's it, I guess. That's really all we have to. That's say. that's why we saw it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's all It that really is enough to get me to miss trivia to see this. Um, so he uh, he has a son, and the son dies. Uh, he got he got mixed up in a bad heroin deal or, or cocaine or something. I don't know. And nice uh, you do. here's the thing. The first joke of the movie is uh, the sun being like pumped up on the on the morgue table, and they just hold on it for way too long. And I'm I'm looking around at the projectors, like, is this going on too long? Is something wrong with the? They're just doing this. this
3: was this was our first sign of trouble with this the is our very, very funny wasn't... dead son's body. <laughs> this wasn't just a nice little Liam Neeson action movie. This was actually a, a comedy disguised
0: as a Liam Neeson movie. They were trying to go with a dark comedy thing here, and I'll give it away right now I think I enjoyed this more than Alex and Parker did, but this joke I will admit did not work on me Here's what did make me laugh though, and I don't think they were trying to be funny here is the funeral scene Why the fuck would you build a fucking uh, a Cemetery right there where it snows every single day like four <laughs> fucking inches you're gonna have to clear the thing every single hour
3: it's symbolic. It's beautiful. No, what is yeah, it isn't. I just remembered there was a fucking callback to the morgue table joke when.
0: There sure was. God,
3: fuck this movie.
0: Sorry, continue. It's okay. It's. I thought that was ridiculous. Then there is. I didn't take like a tremendous amount of notes on it. I just took notes whenever there was something I didn't like on screen. I, I did take a note Same. on the uh, uh, the other Coxman's uh, his his Asian wife. Do you think she has a headache? She just looks like she's mad in every single scene. They told her to glower in every single scene. That would give you a headache.
3: I so there's a lot in this movie that made me uncomfortable. But and I'm not trying to jump around here. But the scene of her just gyrating in the window while he's tending to her fucking Chinese garden. So. Uh, it's a, lot, it's a lot. going on here. There's a there's a lot of inter-
2: we'll get to sense. that. I have we'll to admit, decide. I was kind
0: of expecting her to come back like towards the end and like with a gun somehow. You're just like what. But uh, The she entire just... overarching she done...
3: theme of this movie is that women don't do anything. So if I don't know where you come got back that idea. And started
2: doing karate, I would have had to leave. <laughs> I could not have taken. If we were already riding the line of like, this is not. This is kind of tasteless, but I'm already here, so let's just get Yeah, this. the fact that that, that, that was broken. in
3: play says everything that needs to be said.
2: That's, that's right, yeah.
0: I mean, the fact that Laura Dern was in this. I didn't recognize her at first, I should have realized, because she's the most bland, vanilla, boring-ass actress I've ever seen in my life. She just decides to fuck off, the movie is instantly better when she leaves. <laughs> she, just, she just dips out and leaves a blank card and is never
3: heard from or referenced again. A blank the
2: card. Plot the plot just continues as if card. she never Laura existed. Laura Dern
0: must have left that.
2: Yeah. I got a genuine laugh out of that when he just flipped it over like, what
0: the fuck? <laughs> That's Why she up? That's her performance in a nutshell. It's just a blank card. Talentless. <laughs> They're just, what the, okay, whatever.
2: I'm not going to argue Okay, Lord sorry, name a good pursuit. performance from her. I'll
0: wait. No, wait, sorry, I have to what leave the by four, like- so I'm not going to give you a fucking hour to try to look through her IMDB and try to find a good performance from her, because I'll get tell you that right now, she doesn't exist, all right?
2: Chris liked Pixels. Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: I did not like Pixels. Got
2: Got him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jurassic Park's alright, but Kevin James in Pixels is
0: actually a fantastic <laughs> performance. Shitload better than anything Laura Turns ever done. Fuck her. Anyway,
1: uh, I'm sorry, I'm not a bad I thought you like, liked real movies. What the fuck? I do is like
0: this? real movies. I don't like her. She's not a good actress. Did you seriously I like her in Jurassic understand.
2: Park? I mean, I haven't seen any David Lynch movies, so I can't speak.
0: No, oh, Oh I know where this is all coming from, Alex. He really liked her in that Star Wars movie. Okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I I forgot about that.
3: I forgot that that movie's actually. She's a very
2: strong.
0: That's
3: strong. I forgot. Everyone's together. It's man. I actually totally forgot that was her. I hate her now too.
0: Yeah. See, told you. (laughs) You know what? That's fair. Yeah. I I forgot how much you loved her in that movie.
2: Actually, I didn't tell you that my plan was to crash into the
0: spaceship.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> gotcha take that man
3: <laughs> we got him <laughs> and then they revealed a giant space mission accomplished banner
0: <laughs> all in casino <laughs> island speaking of casinos there are native americans in this movie <laughs> oh yikes you got to cut that buddy <laughs> no i i don't think i have to cut that because i think they came kind of close to making that joke in this movie Kind of. It's one way to describe it. They actually real close. The, uh, Did they actually make the casino joke? I think they made it once, right? They did. They, they sure did. did. He's like, oh, I should have bought a casino like my brother, right? I yeah. thought they were going to make it again when they go to the, uh, the ski resort. And she says, I know you have other entertainment options. I really thought she was going to lean in and whisper, like your casinos. Blackjack. <laughs> this was the
3: kind of movie where that was extremely in play. I, yeah, exactly. It's not I really often, thought it was going to happen
0: every so time.
2: <laughs> every time the Native Americans are on screen, I like clench my seat. Like, here
3: we go. It's so here fucking cool that they had the all these Native Americans go to this bougie white people resort just to set up a reservation. You don't have a reservation joke.
0: Here's the thing. That was that the entire added- point. That joke actually kind of got me. Uh, I, I thought it was funny. Most On its like, face. Any idea what I could do to you? On Yelp. And I was like, I know that is the most wiper generic, bottom line, bottom feeder humor, normie joke, but that kind of got me. Uh, that one, On that one its face, it's a
3: funny joke. I couldn't separate it from the context of we had to take a 10 minute detour to the ski resort to get a one liner.
0: Well, there's that too. Also, the fact that. that they keep calling yeah. them Indians. Please stop calling Boy. them that.
2: <laughs> the entire movie. And it's every character
0: (laughs) the only reason it works the only reason you're supposed to like him or not is that it leads up to the make the indian do it joke that that is actually really funny (laughs) does it make it worth it i'm gonna argue yes because that that actually made me laugh really hard (laughs) yeah they're
3: to to explain that joke uh all the uh, the the all the Indians have to get rid of a body, and they're like trying to decide who's gonna do it, and they try to make one of their like receptions do it, and she goes, "I'm not gonna do it. Make the fucking Indian do it," and she points at a dude from India that's just like in their crew. <laughs> it's actually like it caught me off guard. It was pretty funny. It's, yeah, uh,
0: there's okay. So I saw this with a female accomplice, and there is one Ooh. joke that almost ruined her. Uh, it's towards the beginning. This is the first act, and it's where Bobby Evel says. Wait, what do you mean you didn't fight back against that bully? I got you, Lord of the Flies. That book that was, that the got answers to it. She <laughs> was nearly <laughs> on the floor laughing at that. Because, like, the idea of making this kid who's, what, like, seven years old? Making that kid read Lord of the Flies? <laughs> <There were laughs> Just eating at the really... same meal for all three meals for a day? <laughs> they're, they're, like,
3: it's so funny how, like, some of that stuff worked. And then you have him make multiple Cleveland Browns jokes. Like Guys, get it. The football team that's bad.
0: Oh, let's talk about the football team. Brown team team bad. I (laughs) almost stood up and screamed at the theater. I almost grabbed her hand and said, we're going to go. Because he asked that question about who's better, Elway or Manning. Well, comma, actually, if you count the rings, they're not even... We're not gonna, we're not
2: gonna. I'm gonna sign him the last Jedi. How many hours <laughs> do I have? <laughs> I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> Wait, I've
0: already seen it though. Anyway,
3: I mean that—that was, that, that was I, I see that was why that scene was so funny to me because it fucking takes place in Colorado.
0: Okay, <laughs> now here's how you make that scene a lot better: Peyton
3: Manning, who played one and a half
0: seasons as a <laughs> yeah.
2: living human being.
0: But seriously, like, if you want to make that scene like a thousand times better, he, so he goes up to the guy and right before he assassinates him, he asks him, "Who's oh, better?" Uh, Peyton Manning or John Elway if he had instead responded with he says he says he responds with Elway if he had responded instead with uh, which Manning, Eli or Peyton thousand times funnier if he just shoots him right there
3: I was really happy that an Elway defender got shot in the fucking face Yeah, I, I assumed too, he yeah. stood up and clapped at that point I assumed he became an
2: American clapper
0: at that <laughs> point <laughs> me and every 58 year old white guy in the theater you could ask Rebecca, oh, I was nodding going yeah good, he deserves it Teva doesn't forget
2: Okay well since you brought it up This movie has powerful dad movie energy Yes And so I bought tickets like 30 minutes before it started And theater was almost empty When we got in there Almost full with people from the Senior Living Center That's like two minutes away They loved this movie (laughs) (laughs) They were laughing a lot (laughs) Because boy Are there some jokes made for old white people there sure are. And by jokes, I mean the entire middle hour of this movie.
0: <laughs> oh, were there jokes in there? I didn't even think there were jokes. There was just a bunch of No,
3: they were there. jokes,
0: buddy. Oh.
2: Hey, Chris, it turns out if you just talk up to an old white person and go, Hey, look at the Indian and acting all weird, <laughs> they'll laugh at it. Yeah. Oh, And you know, that look at the weird customs. Okay, so they there are a bunch of subplots names, in they? there that
0: I, I didn't mind. I thought they were all right. But the one that kept getting to me is the the female police officer who, by the way, she's so cute in this. Wouldn't you give her something to do besides nothing? She's, every single time, she's like five steps behind everyone else. I feel so bad for her. But here's the best part of the movie where I was just looking around in confusion. So she has this older partner, right? And uh, she also has an ex who works in Detroit. And this older partner desperately wants her to hook back up with her ex. Why? It's the only way
2: he can feel anymore. I,
0: I guess. Is he yeah. her ex's dad or something?
2: I, I well, just, that would imply that they had any connection to the story taking place. Yeah,
3: I just prefer to not think about these cop characters ever again because they, they were the most ever cardboard cutout, throwaway fucking characters.
0: The but only thing they ever again, did so was they accidentally warned uh, Liam Neeson that the bad guys were at his house.
2: That's it. This movie is two fucking hours long. The entire middle, Liam Neeson's barely in it. We spend twenty to thirty minutes of these cops, who show up, whose only thing they do is give exposition of things we already learned, and then they show up after the climactic gun battle. And go, oh, there's a lot of dead people here, and then they're gone again. Yeah, I was so fucking it. mad. I was so, oh so angry. The middle of this movie almost killed me. Like I was super into the first half hour, and then the middle is the most disjointed, poorly edited thing I've seen in a theater in a very long time. I really did not have
0: a problem with the middle of this movie, at all. Scenes
2: don't begin or end. Just two people are talking, they finish talking, then we're in a different part of the city, two people start talking, they're done talking, we cut back to the cops, they talk about what was just talked about, cut back to Liam Neeson for a scene, cut back to (laughs) Indians again, being called Indians for some reason going to a fucking ski resort.
3: Cut to, it's, cut to Liam Neeson's brother in the car making an ass cancer joke before geez. he gets murdered. Yeah, I, Endless I, jump I, cuts. I, There's I like no transitions. Is, I, I they
0: just talk. And I have to disagree. Look, I thought that this was a decent progression. I understood where everything was going for. I didn't feel disjointed at all to me. It felt like a progression It's like, okay, this is how the story is progressing, you know? But you don't need... I don't need the POV.
3: <laughs> that's a revenge movie where the guy getting revenge just stops being in it for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Let, like, me put it, let me put it this way. Okay, So, like, when he goes to see his brother, um, he's like, all right, I already killed these three people. And his brother just goes, well, that's all you can do. You're going to have to hire a hitman now. There's nothing else you can do to get the guy at the top. And what does he do? Hires nothing. A
0: he hires, <laughs> he hires a hitman. the
3: hitman, and then he's just gone for over an hour. It's like, oh, well, Liam Neeson's done all he can. Now let's just start this drug war between Indians and these weird white people that are all gay for some reason.
0: Okay, there's like two of them. You're painting a very, very broad brush here. Like, think about this, okay? So he hires the he hires the hitman, and then the hitman has a scene where he betrays him, and that gets them turned onto the sense of. God, the can we talk God. about the
3: hitman scene? Uh, okay. They have a black guy in this movie oh, just to make was, any okay, music but Kanye joke. Yeah, what? It, it took was, a turn. Like <laughs>
0: okay, wait, hold up. Now, yeah. I, I I laughed really hard at the Barbie girl scene. That that made me laugh. Oh, God, that's a Norman joke. Uh, I just you're me. alone on that hill. <laughs> you're uh, alone on that hill, is, buddy. Yeah. I, I laughed. I thought that was funny. Here's what I didn't laugh at. When, Pixels. Oh, God, I just realized this is the most white dad uh, part of the movie where he meets up with uh, Bob Evil, and he says, Yeah, yep. I don't ask questions. It's ass. <sighs> it hurt I dug totally. my nails into the it, armrest it, like, it oh, hurt. God. Side. I saw how
2: many old white people were around me. I was like, oh, things. Are, they might get an applause break. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See, I was like. Mr. President, it's called grammar. Like one more of those, right? I thought they were going to have like something where they were building to something where he ends up correcting uh, Bob Evil on something. That's. Oh, no, that not in this work. movie. But no, not in not this movie. movie at all.
2: Oh, um, no, no, no. You will not get one up on the white man, on the rich white man. Evidently, you will kidding won't. me?
3: This movie a black character. <laughs> this movie that exists solely to have people walk over every woman and minority except for the magical Indian chief.
0: Oh here's another way that I this mean, is a You're not wrong. This is a, an old white dad movie. Is uh that that female police officer really wa- wants to bust weed smokers. How dare they be smocking weed on the corner? <laughs> the Lives Matter, change. Christopher. <laughs> I mean it's like, shouldn't we be doing actual police work and then it's like boy she doesn't do anything that poor, I actually feel bad for her she didn't have a role her arc movie.
2: is that she wants to do police work and her police work involves finding out things that we learned three scenes ago she
0: legitimately could have cut it. out her and her partner from this entire movie and then just discover that Liam Neeson knows that the bad guys are at his house because he sees smoke or something So oh, yeah this is... movie
3: does need smoke signals you're right
0: yeah <laughs>
2: So you agree the middle of this movie is pointless thank you I'm glad I you came to I did to not side. say
0: that I said that her scenes are pointless I mean the middle of the movie is her scenes
2: and also just jump cuts to what do you mean three of them disappeared all right jump cut back to the Native Americans stuffing <laughs> coke into taxidermied animals jump cut back to them like so I talked to my ex-boyfriend, and he found out this thing you all learned in the audience 20 minutes ago. Isn't that convenient? I hope we'll play a part in the end of the movie. Okay,
0: one of the things that I also liked about the movie is it's not just Liam Neeson versus the bad guys. It's Liam Neeson versus the bad guys, and also a bunch of, uh, a third party comes in there. I don't want to call them the Indians. Uh, the third party I'm comes trying in- very hard not to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying very hard. I know, it's difficult growing up in Texas.
2: But, uh... I mean... Crisscross applesauce has been a rough transition to my vocabulary. To be <laughs> right? honest with you, <laughs> it's been. I'm trying.
0: I've never learned either one of those. I always to call it cross legs. Well, it must be nice. It must be because the local show team your, was a, was the Redskins.
2: Show your northern privilege, why don't you?
0: So, uh, part of my past is I used to work in journalism. I, I'm not going to describe the outlet that I worked for because it's it's part of my past. But one of the, my assignments was to interview. Uh, people of Native American descent and how they felt about the the name Washington Redskins and uh, you know how much they cared about it and here's a little dirty inside secret about uh, about journalism they're not all trying to create one side of a story they are trying to create a side of the story So as long as you have A story That's all they care about So they're really hoping For all of People are really Really mad about the name Or people are Okay with the name They're not looking For stuff in the middle Which is exactly What I got But uh, one of the things I most uh, understood About it is Boy they have A lot bigger problems Than just a football Team's name Yeah That's that's the number Stop one me. Thing they all yeah. told me It's just like Boy I, we have Bigger fish to fry Not in <laughs> such words Yeah, I mean, they all just want to go
3: to a nice, bougie, white people resort and go skiing, right?
0: So, here's my thing. Oh, I should cut this. Uh, So, here's my thing. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Buckle up, everyone. So, at the beginning of this, I was going to put, like, the cold open as uh, the Mr. Plow thing from The Simpsons. But that might be a little too obvious. Which quote from John Redcord should I use? Did y'all celebrate Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh, we will be Bobby Hill saying,
1: The white man has stolen Thanksgiving from us, too.
0: Perfect. <laughs>
1: this is a hungry Irish child.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we got off track there. <laughs>
2: Did we, though? <laughs> No, that's—I mean—that's literally an hour of this movie. Yeah. That?
0: Look, I'll—I'll I'll just say this: I think the movie had personality, and personality goes a long way.
2: What
3: might say too much personality?
2: I would, it,
0: I, I don't. It, it certainly
3: had a unity of purpose. It just so happens that that was a unity of purpose towards a thing that I didn't want to watch. Yes.
2: So there's a I, lot of
0: times where I was laughing at the movie's jokes, because apparently I'm susceptible to that, my normie Chad Powers. And there were a lot of times where I was laughing at the movie just being thoroughly inept. Like, here's the one. the main. I did laugh named, a lot at the ineptness. Yeah, so here's one of the ones. Uh, the movie's main character is named Nels Coxman. And, I mean, that's enough to sell me to go see the movie right off the bat. The movie keeps drawing attention to that name. It's, it's kind of like the bully knows that he's short and he's fat and he's got freckles and he's wearing glasses. Sorry about this, Parker. And he watches but horror movies. Yeah. And. <laughs> okay, actually, <laughs> I mean, any genre, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't understand something. Anyway, so uh, the thing about it Social is thrillers. it's kind of like that kid is like, geez, the kids on the playground are going to make fun of me. What if I beat them to the punch? Then no one will make fun of me.
3: Yeah, and then I'll keep my lunch money, and I'll go home to my Laura Dern posters.
0: Exactly. So
3: you know, I will not have this erasure
0: in my
2: house. First of all, you haven't even seen erasure. Head. Important character. That's a good one, actually. That's good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you win. Yeah. Anyway, um,
0: so the movie is like, hey, do you know what a coxman is? It's someone who's really sexually proficient. Coxman, name you really don't forget. It was like. Geez, yeah, Beavis and Butthead would have made those jokes. It means pipe game strong.
2: Did you know that, Rookie? Ah, yes, (laughs) pipe. (laughs) The fact that they just wait 20 minutes to go, did you guys know his name is Coxman? That's fucked up, right? As soon as 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 the name name appeared on
0: screen, it says Kyle Coxman. I leaned over to Rebecca and I just pointed at the screen and did my best Beavis and Butthead laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Rebecca, check this out. <laughs> his name is Coxman. I, was, I think in the original, uh, which by the way, the name of that movie I think is Craft Idiotan, uh, his name was Dickman. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> For pooping, <silly. laughs>
2: Got him. Dab.
1: <laughs>
2: I did.
0: <laughs> so, uh... I I guess any final thoughts on uh, Cold Pursuit? I'll go last.
2: (laughs) I liked it, and then I felt like I was watching Aquaman again, and then I liked it again. It was a lot of highs and lows. Yeah, you really could have... That
3: second act was four hours too long. I was simultaneously really bummed that i had to go to work after this movie and that i had to sit through the entire movie for this podcast because i was ready to leave like 45 minutes in i'm like all right it's just a bunch of uncomfortable race jokes now and there's probably not going to be a payoff and there was kind of a payoff but not enough
2: i just wish like if they wanted it to be this sprawling thing with all these different factions like the whole first half hour is literally just it's liam neeson and his family the kid die. Like, that kid dies like ten minutes in. Like Not they even, don't waste yeah. time with that. That kid's dead. Funerals happen. He finds out that the kid got
3: mixed up with some shit. Like it's, and it, at this it's point, very quick. at this point, as a moviegoer, you're like rubbing your hands together because you're gonna get like ninety minutes of Liam Neeson murdering people. And then you, get, you like, don't
2: three straight. He finds a guy, punches him, gets info, and then kills him and dumps their body. Like the first half hour is all Liam Neeson finding out what happened, moving up the ladder. And then
0: it just pivots to all right, To well, let's other people these killing now. other people. Look, I'll just put it like this. I I paid good money. Actually, it was really cheap. To uh it was the 7 bucks a ticket at the Alamo. It was an incredible deal. It was Yeah. we didn't even have it at our Alamo. Yeah. So uh I I paid to see this. I paid to see the Liam Neeson Snowplow movie in February. This movie is a thousand times better than it should have been. I mean, you tell me it's a Liam Neeson Snowplow movie in February. February, this should be like a movie where I have nothing to say, I start panicking, saying we're going to do RoboCop at the last second. Oh, uh, God, please. Anyway, uh, we still anyway, time. I, I will give yeah. this movie a lot of defense, and it's not because I'm also an old white dad or practically there. It's Look, I, I think this movie is worth defending. There are a couple decent moments. I'm not saying it's a must-see like Serenity, but I think this is a <laughs> decently well-made movie. I, at least again this is in terms of expectations versus what i expected versus what i got all right uh, so i guess our next movie you know we've mentioned it so much i guess we should do i'm it. not
2: seeing a lead battle angel go fuck yourself <laughs> i'm not paying money to see that <laughs> no, we're not i'm telling see you that. right now
0: <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> uh unless something else comes out this week do you want to do robocop
2: i mean i don't ever not want to do robocop Dumbass.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I will absolutely watch it again. I mean, that's going to be the podcast, just just to be
0: clear. It, yeah, uh, yeah, you actually don't need to show
3: up. Can. You can just record me saying dumbass and intersplaces it at random points. And oh, the every sex. single time we disagree <laughs> with <laughs> we each high. other,
0: it's just going to like overlap. There's going to be a hundred different Alex voices going, dumbass. <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> dumbass. <laughs>
3: Wait, what? <laughs> All right, next week's episode, RoboCop and Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: what a powerful night that was. <laughs> One of my fondest memories in life, I'll be honest. <laughs> 69
1: things I put my dick in. 69 things I fucked. Life gets hard when your dick's got scars because your dick keeps getting stuck. I put my dick in spaghetti and didn't look pretty. Much garlic, my rotini got smelly. Some creamy, some chunky. Had a peanut butter face, but I never felt honey. Some long here my lawn chair, stuffed animal Ric Flair. A poster, a toaster, a George Foreman roaster, a record. A leopard, I put it inside a dead German shepherd That one was messed up Sometimes I regret stuff Shoulda just stuck my dick inside a bottle of ketchup A mattress a cactus, my hand get practiced, A bowl of warm water, yeah my dick is a baptist 69 things I put my dick in 69 things I fucked Like it's hard when your dick's got scars Cause your dick Getting stuck. I put my dick in the door of a Lincoln and the glove that was used to kill Nicole Simpson. I used my cock to go golf and got tossed. Been fucking to sign TV from Sarah McLachlan. I put my wiener in some all-purpose cleaner. A beaver, not a girl, but an actual beaver. I'm a I'm a, a kitten, a bit, and a needle. A beaver. Things I put one dick in, 69 things I fucked Life gets hard when your dick's scars Cause your dick keeps getting stuck So that's 30 dirty things that I've done with my dog I know you're probably taking the list, ain't that long For the 39 haters that think my math's wrong I've got some bad news, I fucked all of your moms 69 things I put my dick in 69 things I fucked Life gets hard when your dick's got scars Cause your dick keeps getting stuck 69 things I put my dick in 69 things I fucked Life gets hard when your dick's got scars Cause your dick keeps getting, your dick keeps getting stuck